Let's Get Real. Welcome to TBC Today. This podcast features friends in and around the Triad Baptist Church community. Hear encouraging real-life stories from our weekly guests and inspiring insights from our host, Pastor Rob. To learn more about Triad Baptist Church in Kernersville, North Carolina, visit us online at tbcnow.org. Welcome to this episode of TBC Today. My name is Jeremy Chandler. I'm the Creative Communications Director. I've got Pastor Rob here, our lead pastor at Triad Baptist and our host. We're going to turn it over to him in just a minute, but I want to introduce our guest today. Our guest is Matt Young. Now, Matt's been at Triad for about five years, and he's currently in our First Step class, which is a membership class, and so we're excited to have him here. And Matt is, in our community, is just a owns his own lawn business and does a great job with that. So we want to hear his story today, and we're going to let Pastor Rob flip the, our timer. The sands of time have begun, so we'll cut off about the time that goes out there, Matt. Thanks for coming today. I really appreciate you being here. Yes, sir. Um, Thanks for having me. One of the reasons I invited you was uh, we had lunch not too long ago, and uh, you said, hey, I want to tell you my story, Yeah. and I want to see where God could use my story. And so I thought, you know, I get that a lot. I have a lot of people call me. A lot of people want to do that. And uh, so I thought, okay, sure. I didn't really know you that well. I knew you'd been coming here. But anyways, um, we went out and you started telling me the story. And I was like, this can't be possible. (laughs) This could not have really happened. But uh, anyways, it immediately hit me. I'm going to do an interview with you. And I'd like to put that out there to the general public, our community, our church, it's just amazing how God's uh, grace and mercy has been on your life. And so I think it'd be good for people to understand what happened. So you were probably how old when you had that accident? I was 24. Okay, 24 years of age. How old are you today? Um, today I'm 32. 32? Yeah. Okay. Now, I know that accident's affected some of your speech, but uh, you do a pretty good job with everything because it's a maze. But anyways, take us back to when you were 24. And uh, tell us a little bit about that day and set it up for us. Okay, well, it was July 4th, 2014, and I was uh, I was a fireman, a full-time fireman at Summerfield Fire, and uh, what, uh, we were at a friend's house to get ready to go to another friend's house to have the July 4th fireworks and stuff like that at, at Blues Lake. We just, uh, we just were hanging out and having fun and having a good July 4th with everybody and then and then uh the later time got the more we started to get ready to go to that house and uh then what happened was uh I actually drove drove my four-wheeler over to the uh, people's house we were going to and uh to see if they were ready for us to come over because there was probably 10 of us at the house we were at before we went there and so i just wanted to see before we went and then um on on my way back it's about a mile away and uh on my way back i uh there's they were the house was in a gated community but there was a car going through the gate, so I wouldn't have to wait to go through the gate to leave if I went faster. Well, I did that, but then on the camera on the uh, gates showed a deer running out in front of me. I tried to sort of miss it, and I flipped the foiler, but I wasn't wearing a helmet because I was so close, and the rest is 
I don't know much about it. So you totally forgot. I yep. mean, it's like that's all lost in your memory. Yep. You only knew because of the cameras. It's the only reason and we knew. Yep. So you're actually laying on the. It's like a gravel road. You know, it's a paved road. It's a paved road. Yep. So you're down at Blues Creek. You're laying on a paved road, and you're totally out of it. Yep. Totally out of it. And uh, the they when the uh, they called nine one one, and they were gonna have fly me into Wake Forest Baptist. But the helicopter was already out, and they were too far away, so the ambulance came and got me and took me to the hospital. I see. Yep. Tell us a little bit about you're in the hospital. What's what's happened to you? Yep. Well, what well, when I went in there, I uh, I was in a, uh, I was hurt really bad and uh, ended up being in a coma for a month and a half, wow. and um, during that time. My body was going in and out of CPR multiple times, and uh, I was just, you know, barely there. And my back brain actually started to swell, and um, so they had to dis or uh, cut my skull and let the brain swell up instead of it, you know, uh, exploding or you know what whatever in in my skull. Did they fully expect you to die? Like were they? They were pretty sure. Yep. And so your mom and dad and everybody were there? Yep. Mom, you had a girlfriend? Dad, my girlfriend, Hillary, yep. We were together for two years before this accident happened. So what, what else happened to you? You had to have the like the skull yep. release had, the pressure. I had the skull removed, and the the all of the doctors even in the hospital were, th hospital were thinking that I was going to have to uh, have my skull removed for... Who knows how long, months at least. But luckily, somehow, because of God, my brain uh, started to get smaller again, and they were able to put my skull back on within a couple of days. It's unbelievable. It is. What else happened to you besides just your brain going into severe swelling? After after the brain was, was swollen, I was still in a coma for about three weeks after that, and I was just... I didn't know anything. I couldn't, can't remember anything. Um, my wife and my wife now and my mom and dad were telling me that I was, um, I was not verbal, but if they would say something or try and touch me, I would, you know, try, I would understand or know that they were doing something to me and I would move a little bit instead of just being still the whole time. So, so that kind of gave them hope. Yes, it did. They were every time that I would even move at all. Once, if they just tried to touch me or whatever, they knew that they there was something there still. But you were still kind of in a coma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in a coma. I tell you, I don't remember anything. I don't. I don't remember even after my after I got out of the hospital. I don't remember anything for a couple of months. So what do they have to do now? What what so your brain starts to go down in swelling. Did you come back then? Or yeah, was... it started to come down, and then I just kept. I was in a coma for a couple more weeks, and then the next thing I know, I was back. My parents said one morning, I, one morning I, I woke up and was hungry, <laughs> wanted something to eat. Wow. <laughs> so did you immediately remember? You know, when you woke up, did you remember who everyone was, or nope. did it take you a while? Okay. Yeah, it took me a long time. Um, this injury, it, um, 
I couldn't remember anything before. I, I played baseball, I wrestled, and played football my whole life, and uh, I couldn't remember anything at all. Wow. I couldn't remember my mom, my dad, my wife now. I couldn't remember them, but they all stuck in there with me and, you know, tried to teach me again. And the more I learned, the more I finally realized, oh, yeah, yeah. It took my brain a long time yeah. to realize, but luckily it started. It's still not where it was, but it's better. It's come know? back. Yeah, come, back come back so up, yeah. <clears throat> And I know you had some facial surgery. What other things did they have to do? Uh, they did um, on this side, on the uh, right side of my mouth, it wouldn't smile at all. So they wanted to get some cells from my legs and from the the other side and um, transfer them over and uh, see if I they give me a smile. That's why this is a little swollen still because the they took a little too much down here to put up here. But I said. Better to try than not. Right. Yeah. I know the doctor. Some of the doctors were um, disappointed that it didn't work and stuff. But I said, "Don't be disappointed." I said, "You tried. We tried, and it didn't work. That's not your fault. That's my. You know, my body just didn't agree. You know, taking something from down here and putting up here, your body may not, you know, want to do that. You know. So. Well, you seem like you had a pretty good attitude about that, but. Did you also struggle with some of the feelings of like not wanting to live or anything like that? Yes, when when I got out of the hospital, uh, when I was coming coming back to it, it took me quite a few months to really come back to it. And uh, in that period of time, I did not want to. I didn't want my girlfriend then to even be with me. Or I, I, I wanted her to, but I didn't want her to have to struggle and suffer. Uh, almost my, pity you yeah or, yeah yeah and so you didn't want to pity and you said so you just said get out of my life yep i said you know what you can go and i know that uh there for a while i was um probably a couple months i was a little depressed about or really depressed about what had happened and was the more and more i thought about it the more and more i wanted to just be gone mm-hmm. after my injury and having to be so down on everything and uh, losing my job and stuff. I just, I said, you know what? And, but I just, God kept helping me out. And he said, don't do that. You know, he, I would talk to him in my, my, when I prayed at night and stuff and he just kept me through it. And, we're here today. <laughs> so were you were y'all engaged at the time of the accident? Or no, we were just dating. Okay, that's that's what uh, really surprised me is we have been dating for two years, and it started in two thousand twelve, and then this accident happened, and even my doctor, it's Monar. He's he is in California now actually, but he uh, he said said he's retired now, but he can count on two hands. The amount of people that could even walk again wow. after the injury I was in. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And so um, uh, you tell your girlfriend, hey, just go on with your life. You don't have to stay committed to me. What does she say? She said, no, there's, I stopped saying that. And she, she <laughs> would get upset with me for saying that because she was there 100% for me and didn't want to hear anything other than 
me asking her questions and what to do and if I wouldn't get up off the couch every day, she'd be like, you better get up. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got to walk, got to yeah. look at stuff in the nature and around town and get your mind right. She was your coach. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she really yeah. became a coach. And how soon after that did you said you guys got married? Yep. Yeah, we got engaged. And then uh, actually... How, soon, how much after the accident did you get engaged? After the accident, uh, it was... Two years after the accident, when I asked her to marry me, but we were, it was really uh, fun, but really cool because we were at the Atlanta Braves game because her parents, or her uh, aunt and uncle, live in Atlanta. So we went down there. I tried really hard to hide the ring on the, on the trip down. <laughs> and um, she, uh, and then that morning of the game, we went on a walk. I said, honey, let's go on a walk all around. And uh, just, we're on vacation. Let's see what's around. And uh, so there was actually a lake right next to their house that we were staying at. And uh, <laughs> she she walked really fast. And uh, she always has to wait on me sometimes. Now that I'm try, try and walk really straight instead of fast and all over the place. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she, she was ahead of me. And I said, oh, hang on, hang, hang on one second. My back, my back hurts a little bit. And then uh, when she, I said, hey, and she turned around, and I was down on one knee and asked her, and she just she busted out <laughs> crying. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Her, well, she was busting out crying. I said, oh, no, she's going to cry them asking her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's incredible. I mean, gee, I've never, I, I don't know if I personally met your wife, but I, I want to meet her. Yeah. You know, because to stand by you like that yeah. and to just say, I'm going to love you no matter what. Yeah. That truly is like an unconditional love. It is. And it's incredible to just uh, hear that and be touched by that. What, what, what does she do now, by the way? She's a nurse at Wake Forest Baptist Health. It's actually the OBGYN clinic in Clemens. Right. It's more Winston, but it's Clemens. And, uh, She's a nurse over there. Okay. Yep. Now tell us a little bit about you in the recovery side of, okay, so you get out of the hospital, and then what happens? Did you, you couldn't go back to be a fireman, right? Right. Right. I couldn't go back. I would go to the station every weekend. My dad would actually drive me there because I was not able to drive yet. And uh, he would drive me there, and I would hang out with the guys. guys and look at the trucks and try and remember equipment and what to do. But I just I couldn't every week I would, would wonder I said where's this at again yeah you know, I couldn't remember everything and uh but uh we're still friends but um um it was it was just really hard to um go get tested again do I have to do my physical I just couldn't pass it. And uh, that's why I couldn't be a fireman anymore. So at that point, did that just crush you? What What was that like? Yeah, that was, um, it crushed me um, because I always, the day, the first thing I can remember after getting out of the hospital is wanting to go back to be my life being like, kind of like, was before. yeah, exactly like it was before. I said, oh, this accident happened, but we'll go back to everything being the same. When And it's not going to, but... If you stick in there with it, and yes, stuff has to change, but it's all good. It's, it's all for the good, and, you know. You took it from the Lord, in a sense. You said, okay, Lord, 
this stinks, but I'm going to take it and I'm going to still do something with my life for your honor. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's good. And so um, what did you end up doing to make a living? What I did was um, Johnny actually was um, he mowed on the side. He's retired now and he does it full time, but he was mowing on the side on a Saturday. So I started helping him and all I did was weed eat and uh, just to kind of get my mind off of what was had all gone on and just get back to doing something, you know, weed eating. You aren't thinking about anything, but make sure you're not going like this all over the place. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so that's what I did, and that kind of got me into wanting to become, you know, in landscaping. Yeah. So, so that worked into that. Yep, exactly. That's and then how you went I, out on your own. Yep, and I worked for him for two years, and then I went out on my own three years ago. Wow, and so yep. you've been doing it ever since. Yep. Hey, well, listen. A few years after. You recover. You're in landscaping. You're actually coming down uh, fifty or uh, forty Interstate yep. forty, right? Yep. And cutting off at Silas Creek there. Yep. Okay, tell us a little bit about that. What happened there? Is uh, what happened was I was working out at a gym right near Haynes Mall, and uh, I knew the owner of the gym, so I was going there for working out with him and a couple of friends, and um. Unfortunately, I took a supplement to try and help build muscle faster. I took it about 15 minutes before I left uh, to go work out because it was taking about 30 to 45 minutes before we work out. So I said, that's about the right time. I was going down 40 and uh, I was going where 74 and 40 meet. Um, we, we were on 40. It was actually a state trooper behind me. But we saw coming on 74, on to 40, those multiple tractor trailers coming. So we both got over in the left lane so they could get over. And um, that's the last thing I can remember. And uh, I know that uh, I went went down an embankment and jumped over the on-ramp to 40 from... Uh, in your truck. Yeah, in my truck to uh, the exit before 52. Um, it was Robin I can't remember the name, but I, I jumped that whole intersection, or the whole on-ramp, went down, hit the tree, was pinned in my truck. Flipped over. Flipped over, pinned in, upside down, and uh, the only reason I truly think that I'm alive today is because the state trooper was behind me, and he, when I started to, when I passed out, I was in the left lane, and I slowly veer to the left hit the wall and then slowly just kept going but what happened was the reason i kept going is because i had the um the cruise control on at 65 because i knew he was back there i didn't want to mess up not looking and go <laughs> and get the ticket <laughs> get my wife complaining at me she, i can't believe that um but um that's why i kept going but luckily for other drivers i didn't you know, come over and mess them up at all. I guess they braked or whatever. I mean, it just slowly went over, went down, and went above, uh, jumped the the on ramp, and I uh, flipped over. And I was pinned in, and uh, luckily I know uh, I know a couple guys who work at Winston Fire, and um, they were there actually, and they they had to cut me out because I was pinned in my truck, 
and I was I was out, but they did not have to do CPR. But then, um, luckily, the uh, first accident I was in a coma for about a month and a half. This one is like a couple hours, so <laughs> a little bit better. So much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And then, so, so um, and then uh, I was only in the hospital for three days for that. So okay. Yep. And so you recovered from that. Yeah, recovered from that. That I had a uh, in my um, L three, I think, of the lower back was uh, I had to I cracked it, you know, but I didn't even crack it all the way. But the doctors were thinking that you know this the L three is probably gonna require surgery, which would make me not even be able to walk for a couple months after I had the surgery. So I had to wear a solid brace. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was doing anything, um, and uh, I think I think I was like three or four months, and then I went back to the doctor, and he was absolutely amazed at how it had the uh, L three had not moved at all. It was healing and everything. And me being me, I said, "Well, he is." so happy that my back is doing great it's gonna be okay i stopped wearing the uh, brace and started moving more and uh then about a week later i could barely move i was screaming and crying and uh, me and my wife and my dad went to the hospital and uh had but we went to the emergency room the where if you know, well, I don't know what you call it, where you have to go if you have a injury, but not the uh, ambulance takes you or anything, and you have to wait for hours. As yeah. long as you're not pretty much dying, dying you're yeah. uh, you have to wait. And uh, we had to wait in there. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Winston, it's not a good place to be. <laughs> at, two o'clock at in the two morning. In the morning. <laughs> some people do some weird things and then act really bad <laughs> and but uh but then that happened and then the doctor said okay i'm sorry but you probably i'm 95 percent sure you're gonna have to have the surgery we're not gonna do it yet but you're probably gonna have to so when he, with him saying that i said my fault he's happy and then now i overreacted and didn't do anything but Luckily, a couple months later after that, he was surprised again. But this time, instead of me saying, okay, I'm good, I said, okay, he's happy, but I'm not doing anything <laughs> still. And, uh, Play and, it uh, safe. Yep, and uh, he it healed up and didn't have to have surgery. All right, well, listen, we're going to run out of time here pretty soon. But let me ask you, I just would like to kind of, one of the things is you want to tell your story. So, like, let's say you were speaking to teenagers or college kids what would you want to tell them after they heard your story? I, I would really like to tell them that I know that um, things may be bad at certain times in life and just upset you or make you sad or different things, but if you will just stick th- stick with it, and the good will definitely come back as long as you pray and accept God and know that he is there for us. He's not there for anybody but us, and he will accept anything you do, even if it's negative. Negative, If you uh, pray and 
apologize and, you know, say, I'm sorry, he will understand that and you'll get forgiven for anything you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that right there is, I can personally uh, tell anybody that it's true, you know, and and uh, I know that if, if you'll stick in with it, It'll it'll pass. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Praise the Lord. That's uh, one thing I was thinking for you too. Is I know you'd like to get you know, start doing these ministries to hospitals or people who've had serious injuries, yeah. don't want to live or don't want to stay around, yeah. and you want to be an encourager. You yeah. want to try to encourage people. It's one thing I noticed about you. You just you've kept a you know maybe a few times when you first had that accident, but you really have kept a good attitude even with the things you wrestle with today and struggle with. Yeah. You just push through it. Yeah. And so it's such an example. And I think the Lord can certainly use that. And so thank you so much for being here today. And um, is there anything you want to say to us in closing? Or does that feel like you've covered it all? I think so. Yeah. Just stick with it and trust in the Lord and uh, pray and he will forgive you for anything you've done. And it's, it, it seems like you just feel really confident that God can put you through a lot of pain and use that story to encourage yep. less other people. So that's encouraging to me. That's, yeah, it is. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> encouraging. Yeah, because I know I've heard, you know, stories of people that have passed away because of certain things that weren't anywhere near my severity. My, yeah. The severity, yeah. And I just know that I honestly believe that I'm still here because of family and friends praying every single day that I would come out of this and be okay. And I truly 100% think that this, or know that this is why. That's awesome. That's That's cool. Well, it was great having Matt here. Did you have any closing remarks? No, I think that's great. I just want to tell you, I appreciate you so much telling your story. And we want to try to help you get it out there. Yes, sir. Because I believe the Lord will use it. Yes, sir. Thank well, thanks you. for listening to this episode. I want to give a just a quick shout out to Austin Joyce, our producer, and uh, Kayla Schuller, who's been helping us put all of our questions and getting these episodes put together. We're so grateful for them. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry here at Triad Baptist, visit us online at tvcnow.org or check out our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitters. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us this week on TBC Today. We want to connect with you. So make sure to visit our website, tbcnow.org, and subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be on the lookout for our next conversation.